It's recording, believe it or not. Um, I see that. It just, it really just dives straight into it. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode, podcast episode of Two Minute Travel. I'm Waylon Kenning, the host, and we have our guest host once again, Samantha Fryer. How are you? I'm so good to be to be back for another another episode. I heard that you checked out some of the cherry blossoms in Auckland today in level three lockdowns. How was it? A very, very popular attraction here in Auckland and level three where the only thing you can do is go for a picnic and I think like half of Auckland were there. Um, it was very busy, didn't get too close. Um, I just hope everyone, I'm assuming everyone was double vaxxed um, with how many people were getting so close. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in a few days. So Catherine and I, we've been um, cherry blossom viewing a couple of times. The first time was in Toronto and everyone pulls the cherry blossoms down um, so they can get into the photo. And they just, like, manhandle the, the poor trees. So that was kind of terrible. Um, but the actual fun time was we were in Japan. And um, it's called Hanami, cherry blossom, um, like a festival. And everyone gets a tarpaulin and they put it down. And then they all start drinking. Like, literally day drinking beers, chugging these beers. Um, while the cherry blossoms are above them. So it's kind of nice. Nice. I bet that would be the, the epitome of cherry blossom viewing. And they're all polite. Like, it just yeah. is such a, it's kind of such a nice event. Uh, anyways, today's podcast topic is going to be the next trip. So, you know, we're all kind of hunkering down, so to speak, especially in New Zealand at the moment. All the foreign folks... I don't know if there's any foreign folks listening, but you guys are traveling. And mm-hmm. my wife suggested this topic of what's the next trip. And I've broken it down into um, domestic and then international nearby and then international far away. And then, you know, if we've got time, and chuck in a dream holiday. So, and, and I figured realistic time horizon kind of next year, maybe, you know, in the next year yeah, or two. I hope next like year for something international even if it's just <laughs> australia right okay so the first one is domestic travel destinations do you have any sort of places that you'd like to see over the next you know year or so in new zealand um i think we'll be down in wellington again sometime soon um that would be lovely yeah um, I did really, really enjoy Queenstown, but the place I was looking at not that long ago was Rotorua. Um, just for like a sh- I know, just for a short, um, you know, one night sort of stay. Um, because they've got this new thing in the redwoods, like oh yeah, like a treetop walk. You can do it during the day or during the evening, and it has all these um like light art installations. Mm-hmm. So I thought that might be kind of cool. Plus, you guys were there not too long ago, and I feel um, like we might have done the treetop redwood redwood walk oh okay i think i mean i definitely know we went to the redwoods i just don't remember if we were i think we were elevated and it is kind of nice Mm. i definitely recommend it and you know new zealand um at the moment because of the um, restrictions there's not really many domestic tourists i feel like you're probably going to have a lot of space yeah i think it would be really nice uh, okay, so you've 
book down Rotorua. Uh, How about you? Catherine, so for, for the listeners, Catherine, my wife and I, we were talking about this today, and I think we have seen whales in Newfoundland, which is very far away from here. We've seen whales in Hawaii, but we haven't actually been to Kaikoura, which is literally oh, uh, embarrassing. Like, like a 20-minute flight away <laughs> from Wellington. So I feel like... We're not going to fly. We're, you know, we're probably going to catch the ferry and rent a car or take our car over. But check out some of the whales in Kaikoura. Uh, little story for in that area. Um, Catherine is a lot more afraid of falling over than I am. I mm. tend to fall over quite regularly. Um, and she just never falls over. In fact, the whole time we're in Ontario, she's worried about falling over, slipping on the snow, never fell over. Went around the world. She never fell over. I fell over in Iceland. Um, hurt myself, but I acted tough. But <laughs> she, the only time she's ever fallen over that I recall was actually when we were, we went down to a river by Blenheim, which is near Kaikoura. And, you know, there's all those kind of slippery rocks. And she took yeah. a tumble there. And did, oh. You know, like one of those slow motion falls. No, oh, no. Like, <laughs> so, everyone, um, everyone sees it. <laughs> Exactly. But thankfully, there's, there was no one there. Um, so, yeah, maybe Kaikoura, I think, could be a thing and it's nearby. And I know they would be very appreciative of the um, of you spending some money down there because I know yeah. you're struggling a lot. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, some of the listeners who aren't aware, um, there's some earthquakes a while back and really was centered quite nearby to Kaikoura. And so a lot of the town's infrastructure got damaged. Uh, even the shoreline got sort of pushed up and really? down. Good. Yeah. So um, anyways, that is a place that's quite famous for seafood and definitely famous for checking out some of the whales. So we want to do that. Uh, another one, I think, is a resort. You know, a New Zealand resort, and we had such a nice time at the, I think, Grand Mercure Puka Park that oh, I, yeah. would, I would want to go there again. And I think that um, it's so nice. Definitely, you know, I'm trying to encourage that you and Ollie also come along. I think that would be a grand trip. Yes. And I, when you asked me earlier where, where I'm thinking, I missed this off the list because I really do want to see Cathedral Cove. Again, it's like mm-hmm. you whale watching everywhere else and not mm-hmm. um, here in New Zealand. I think not, you know, not ever having been to Cathedral Cove is very un New Zealander. So I still haven't been. The list. I've, been so, I've been so near it, but just never <laughs> actually. I don't know what it is. You know, I think it's just one of those things where you're like, well, everyone's done it, so it seems a little bit blasé. But going to a resort's quite nice. You've got the you've got the restaurant on site. You've got the pool there. You know, you've got the rest of um, you've got the rest of sort of the small towns there, and the Coromandel's really lovely. There's a hot water beach nearby as well for the folks. Um, final place, just around the corner from Queenstown for us, um, I would like to go to Dunedin. Mainly... What's, what's the appeal? <laughs> well, you've been to Dunedin. Tell me what you saw in Dunedin. I only went to visit people. I didn't specifically go to to see Dunedin. And 
the memories are a little uh, a little hazy. Well, we did go to the Cadbury factory, which I believe shut down, so don't bother planning that. <laughs> and the world's steepest street, and that's all I remember. Baldwin Street, eh? Baldwin <laughs> Street, that's it. <laughs> And in, in there is a train station, but no trains that take you there. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> for me, it is checking out. There's a um, a really nice um, modern hotel there called the Ebb Hotel. It's kind of like a modern, modernist concrete hotel. It just looks really neat. I'd go down there just to, I don't know, walk around and stay at the hotel, to be honest. Um, Do you think it's similar to the new Intrepid in... Wellington, is that the vibe it gives you? Ooh, yeah, I think it is, but I think it's even more more fancy. You know, it's that kind of low-key, it doesn't, you know, you know it's fancy, but it's not trying to show off. It's not gold, it's not ostentatious, it doesn't yeah. need to be brash. It's more like, yeah, we're cool, but we also know that we're cool. Old money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... That is domestic travel destinations. And, and I think those are all really reasonable. Um, and I also don't think that they're too expensive either. The Grand Mercure Booker Park's probably a couple hundred bucks a night. The Ebb Hotel in Dunedin, about 300. Um, Kai Koda, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you could probably stay in an Airbnb for 150 a night. Yep. And Queenstown, how, how much are you looking for a Queenstown getaway? Oh, I think it depends on what season you're going in. I mean, in winter, it's probably maybe close to $500 a night. But um, summer and when it's just the domestic um, tourists around, I think, I don't know, you can get a nice place for around 200 bucks. Mm. And definitely there's um, some really nice cycling trips around there. I think Lake Dunstan. You know, you can cycle around the sort of edges of the lakes. Mm. And there is a floating coffee cart halfway through some of those bike rides. You know, like it's a, it's a coffee machine and, well, like a cart, and it's floating on a boat. And if you're more of a thrill seeker, there's a, um, there's a, an amazing attraction on the lake in Queenstown itself. Can you remember the name of it? <laughs> the shark, is it the Sharknado thing? <laughs> it's something like this. It's ridiculous. We you said you were, interested, you were interested in doing that. Never, ever. I, look, <laughs> I think that the the luge is probably as thrilling as I go, and I yeah. have I've been um, jet boating in Queensland. Yeah, jet boating's fun. Yeah, and that is quite as nice thrilling as I go to. Yeah, yeah, I think that was good. I'm not really down for. I wouldn't be down for bungee jumping, but maybe a flying fox, something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, but not. Agreed. But not one of the sw- <laughs> not one of the swooping ones. One of the the straight line ones. Like I, I just I just don't a like the line. drop. A zip yeah, line, a zip, I that's think. what I'm really after. Okay. <laughs> International nearby. So really, we're talking about maybe three, four hours away. It's going to be the Pacific Islands. It's going to be Australia. What's what's on your list? I think Australia for me, and I haven't got a place locked down. I think because travel is so up in the air at the moment, mm-hmm. um, these are just ideas. But I would think um, most likely next spot is Sydney, Gold Coast, or um, um, some of the islands along the Great Barrier Reef. Um, Sydney, Gold Coast have done before, but 
those islands on Great Barrier um, have been on the list for a while. How about you? I'm kind of interested, like, I, you know, I get Sydney. Sydney's upmarket. Um, the Gold Coast, like, what's, tell me, sell me on the Gold Coast. What's the deal? Um, it's just our annual family holiday that we haven't done for two years. So that's prob- it's very it's it's very likely. If we can travel, then I'll be there mm. next July. Um, it- but Gold Coast, the weather's always nice. I mean, it'll be freezing and raining here in New Zealand. And it'll be sunny, maybe 20 to 22 degrees over there. Um, just some shopping. It's just a quick, quick holiday. Um, and do you, would you recommend going to a hotel, a resort, an Airbnb, apartment? Yeah, there's a huge amount of service apartments in Gold Coast because I guess a lot of families go over there. So um, I've only stayed either with friends or in service apartments. I've stayed at Peppers probably three three times now. Um, it's really nice, beachfront, balconies. It's, yeah, you, you can't fault it. Really nice. I would probably, um, th- you know, there's the end of the high school year. There's a big sort of party. Oh, yeah, schoolies. schoolies. I would maybe avoid it during yeah. that time. Just because, I mean, it depends if you like hanging out with lots of 17 and 18-year-olds getting very drunk. Then schoolies could be fun, but in normal times, it's just the worst thing in the world. Yeah, and in general, I would avoid Surface Paradise, um, stay in Broad Beach, and, um, or even further down. If you so we've been to um, Gold Coast a couple of times. Also, for folks who are interested in that, I would recommend Brisbane itself. Gold Coast and Brisbane aren't that far away from each other by train. I think it was like forty or fifty minutes. Yeah. So you know, if you want the big big city life, then Brisbane is literally just sort of down the road, up the road. Yeah. Uh, ours is a little bit nearby, um, so for cheap. We're putting, I'm putting Cairns down, um, mainly because, you know, we also want to check out the Great Barrier Reef. I don't think it's going to exist forever, so it'd be kind of nice to see it while it has fish and things. Mm. Uh, also, there's a Shangri-La Hotel there, which, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's funny that this is the cheap category. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, it honestly, the... At the moment, because travel is so restricted, you're getting um, a stay at a Shangri-La hotel is about two twenty, two fifty, two seventy a night, which is really very reasonable. Yeah. Um, and I would like to try out some of the um, meats that they have in Australia that we don't really get here. I put oh. down. I put down crocodile meat. Oh, okay. I see a lot of folks say it tastes like chicken, which really? seems disappointing because then you could just eat chicken. But yeah, crocodile it meat. seems like it would be tough. I don't know why. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I did have the opportunity to nearly buy kangaroo meat, but when they said I should eat it like rare, I really got put off by that because yeah. kangaroo meat kangaroo meat's scary enough as it is, so then eating it like not very well cooked. No, thank you. Um, Expensive. Um, which I doubt we'd probably get to, would be something like the Whitsundays or Hamilton Island or, you know, one of those sort of mm. fancier island resorts in Australia. I think they're really nice. It would be a nice experience. Super nice. Okay. 
So a little bit further away, international far. Like if you sort of had, you know, this is going to be a week or two. It's going to be a proper holiday. You're going to be sinking in 10 or 20 grand into this. Where would it be? See, this I'm kind of torn because it does feel so far away and it's going to be an international trip after so long. I'm like, where do I want to go? Do I want to go somewhere where I feel comfortable? I've been before or, you know, because it has been so long and we're getting back into like mixing with, you know, international people or because it has been so long, do I want to make the most of it and go somewhere brand new? Well, What's your advice? So <laughs> I've kind of put them into what I think is realistic and what I think would be like a dream holiday. And in my sort of realistic category would be um, for cheap, I would say Japan. I think Japan can be a pretty cheap holiday. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think it's a trick that everyone feels like this place has to be expensive. But Yeah, that's what I thought. A lot of the hotels are going to be... Um, 100 to $150 a night, um, which, you know, is not, is not, um, it's actually probably the same price as New Zealand, maybe even a little bit cheaper. You can yeah. have fancy hotels, but I mean, just like a mercure kind of thing. Yes. Mid-range. And, yeah, mid-range. And for your food, you're going to be paying, you know, 20, 25 bucks, I think for a dinner, for your breakfast, if you go to the, the, um, convenience store you're going to be paying sort of on ten dollars um and you can get like a three-week rail pass that'll take you around the whole country for um maybe seven hundred dollars or you know eight hundred something like that and then you just don't have to worry about transport so you know you can have an all-in holiday i think for you know two grand for the flights another grand for um sort of little travel and then you know, a hundred bucks. Like, I feel like it would be sort of less than five grand for a week, maybe a couple of weeks. Which Could I think you is... just base yourself at one hotel in one city and kind of see the whole country using the train, like you suggest, or you do need to move as you go? Yeah, so what I think you can do is, we've kind of done it both ways. Um, one way is just base yourself in, say, Tokyo, and if you go for two weeks, then you can just spend the first, you know, three or four days in Tokyo, getting your, you know, getting your feet sort of, uh, you're getting your bearings sorted. And then you can like get the rail pass for the week and then do your traveling. And then you still have a few more days in Tokyo at the end. Okay. Uh, so I would recommend that. Um, or, you know, we did, we did what you recommended. We um, stayed in Fukuoka at an Airbnb for like a month. And then, you know, we just took the rail pass and we just did, you know, these long distance trips every day, but we always had an Airbnb to come home to. And then you have a place to do your washing, you have a place to like store some food and you kind of have a bit of a home base to not carry all your luggage around with you. Yeah, totally. So that's a, that's a good tip. Um, And speaking of Japan, the one I had next to that, which was a bit more expensive was Hawaii. I feel a lot of momentum for Hawaii. I know you guys want to go. Some other friends of ours want to go. And they're based in Canada. So I feel like a lot of people want to go to Hawaii. And I think it will happen. They're pretty open, you know? Yeah. And I think Hawaii um, handled the pandemic um, better than 
any states in the mainland. So uh-huh. um, I see a lot of um, Americans traveling there. It feels obviously pretty safe and pretty open to, to them. So I think it's going to be a popular place to go next year for, for everyone. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, the way stuff is unfolding here in New Zealand, I think that you will probably see that this is probably the end of MIQ. So for those people who are not familiar with MIQ, um, kind of managed isolation and quarantine, in New Zealand, you pretty much can't enter New Zealand unless you get one of these magical MIQ spots and they go into a lottery. And so every week or two, there's a lottery to get one of these spots. Um, and if you don't have a spot, you can't enter the country. So it, traveling overseas is pretty much impossible until the MIQ system disappears, um, which I think is will happen next year. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so th- that was kind of international, cheap, and expensive. What what do you have? Because you're sort of umming and ahhing between, do you want to go somewhere far or do you want to go somewhere familiar? Yeah, well, I think if I'm doing familiar, then I think it's Hawaii um, for all of the reasons that we talked about in the last episode. Love mm-hmm. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then um, if I'm going somewhere further afield, um, probably probably to the mainland of the, the States, I guess. Ah, so that was my dream holiday. Um, it is cruising around the Bahamas yeah so we've talked about this for a while and my my um vision of the holiday involves landing in Orlando and doing Disney World for a while doing Mm. Cape Canaveral um driving down to Miami and spending a few days there and then taking a cruise from Miami through the Bahamas um I know your your vision of it probably doesn't include Orlando, but what uh, what's your dream? That perfect day. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, is I put next to this um, cheap because I had a look at some of the prices of these cruises, especially the cruises from like Miami down to Bahamas. So Royal Caribbean has their own private island called Perfect Day at Coco. Technically, Coco Key, but pronounced Coco K. And um, a three night cruise was maybe like 200 bucks yeah, US super at the affordable. moment. So, getting there is going to be expensive. The hotels you're going to mm-hmm. be staying at, uh, well, the hotels, you know, in like $100, $150 is probably like a three star hotel. Yeah. Which is, they'll be fine. You'll have your own. You know, it'll be secure and it'll be safe, but it's not going to be delightful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that would be cool. And I definitely would like to check out um, Key West. You know, yeah. it's just the concept of like those key lime pies, the green flash, seeing the sunset, having that sort of Mai Tais on the beach, maybe going to Margaritaville. Like, just, you know, just that, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of fantasy of Florida which is quite different from, like, you know, some of, like, the Florida man sort of, you know, like, yeah. less fancy, <laughs> like the less fancy, less fancy parts of Miami. But I'm just thinking, like, the nice touristy bits would be pretty cool. Or maybe seeing, um, you know, some of, like, those beaches 
you know, like like Destin and stuff like that, like really yeah. white sand. That's ah, that would be great. And then yeah. yeah, definitely doing a cruise. And I know it's some people. I feel like my wife included would see that to be on a mm-hmm. cruise ship with two thousand Americans as they sort of. Um, you, you know, you have to hang out with them and enjoy that. But I really like it. I like the thought of it. And I think it would be very novel. And I think you like chatting to people. Like, you're you're down to just have a chat to someone random and get to know them. Um, whereas not everyone likes that. Some of the people just like to, like to keep to themselves, which is also nice on a holiday. But keeping in mind that cruise ships were hit quite heavily with the pandemic you know there was some that were like um, COVID princess yeah stuck for months um because essentially the entire cruise ship got COVID um how soon are you thinking it would be safe to get on a cruise ship well I think that you know we're both double vaccinated that's kind of the whole point of it all but I'm not desperate that that has to be next year I just I don't like I feel like you know by the time you go over there you want to like plan it a little bit you want to buy the you know the um the Disney tickets or the Universal Studio tickets in advance you know like it's such a effort and that all of that stuff's quite expensive yeah that, it's quite um, a big trip to yeah to plan yeah. and book yeah I feel like you really need to spend probably three weeks maybe four you know, by the time you spend like a week in um, Orlando and you're going to go to some of the theme parks, then you're going to, you know, do a little bit of driving down to Miami, Key West. Mm-hmm. And the cruise itself is going to take a week, week and a half. Yep. Maybe a bit more than that. You really, you know, if you're sinking three or four weeks into this, then that's kind of like a, you know, 20 or 30 grand holiday. Yeah, it's a big trip. It is a big trip. Um, just, so just before we wrap up, can you believe it's nearly been half an hour already? Holy moly, time flies, doesn't it? Time flies on the podcast. Sure does. What would be your, what would be your idea of the worst overseas trip? Ooh. Getting, like, (laughs) getting stuck somewhere, like... Like Iraq. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you, I'm literally the worst place to be. The worst place. Because I just watched the video of what I would consider to be the worst overseas trip. And it was a guy and he constructed his own raft using, you know, those um, plastic barrels that you put like olive oil in, you know, like 50 liter bottle. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Like a pontoon. He made a pontoon mm. using wood in those barrels. Okay. And then he put a gazebo up as the walls oh. of the pontoon. Oh, sorry, as the, the roof and used tarpaulin as the sides. And then he floated down from Edmonton on the Saskatchewan River. And what he wow. went past was a, um, a fertilizer factory um, a, a, like a power station, a correctional facility, wow, a, the site. A, a sewage treatment plant. <laughs> and I just kind of thought, you know, like if you 
like you've you've seen that I've floated down the Waikato River just <laughs> just kind of by Hamilton, and everyone's like, mm, the Waikato River, it's you know not the cleanest when it's going through Hamilton, yeah, but it doesn't have like power plants and oh sorry, there's also a chemical plant just oh, down the oh, road great. from that as well, and so straight, straight into it, yes, yes, it was. And pipes that said uh, effluent. So lovely. <laughs> I would consider that to be the worst international trip. You just could like, I think it actually, it's so terrible. I think it would be fun to do once just to experience <laughs> how terrible it would be to float down that river. And they got stuck. So they had to get into the river and push themselves out. Oh, gross. I feel yeah. like you might be on your own for that one if you want to, if you want to do it. Yes. Yeah. So um, there is a book called 101 um, Places Not to See Before You Die. (laughs) And that would be the sort of trip that would be on it. Another one, just to round us out, is just up from Niagara Falls. So next to Niagara Falls, they built a canal called Love Canal. And literally, it's like a few blocks over. And they used it as a chemical dumping ground. And then when the town of Niagara was growing, they decided, um, the school board decided to buy it and put a school there. And then it turned into like the worst chemical waste disaster in like US history. It was really terrible. It just became such a terrible issue. And I just thought to myself, it's really funny how like on the Canadian side, they created like this tourism stuff. They created like a Marine park. They created like beautiful hotels. And then on the American side, it's like, school chemical waste dumpage facility (laughs) and that is also on the 101 places to not see before you die okay not on my list not on the list uh is there anything else that you want to cover before we wrap this podcast up i feel like it's been another great episode waylon Thank you very much, Samantha. I've learned how to pronounce your name in this episode, so no oh, dramas we're, like we're the last. We're all learning something. That's right. And thank you, listeners. I'm sure all five or ten of you have enjoyed this, and maybe we'll see what the next podcast has in store. Until then, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. See you next time. <laughs>